Hey guys, Tony Maritato here, here with Jimmy McKay. Jimmy, thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. I like when people give me a clear prompt that's something that I think not just your audience or my audience, but audiences in general have get value from. And then I'm like, oh, let's make this. Let's make the thing. Yeah. So, so this is what we're talking about today. Um, I wanted to discuss kind of the quickest, and I don't like the term side hustle, but I'm going to use it. The quickest side hustle to 10,000 a month, specifically right. for PTs, OTs, SOPs who don't want to give up patient care. You know, right. Jimmy, you and I, we deal with a lot of patients. We talk to a lot of clinicians who are treating those patients and clinicians love what they do. They don't want to give up what they're doing. Like I could tell a clinician who wants to earn more money, sure, go do something else, go do something that pays more, but that's not what they want. They don't want to do it. Right. So I reached out to Jimmy and I said, Hey, let's get together. Let's talk about the quickest way to a side hustle that puts an extra 10,000 a month in the bank account. And the only reason why I said 10,000 is it's an easy round number. It could be 50,000. It could be a thousand. But right. the idea is I, I think 10,000, most people could kind of wrap their head around it. It's a little bit of an aspirational goal. Um, it's it's it does change somebody's life to get one hundred and twenty thousand a year without the dependence on patient care, but allows right. you to to have the freedom to treat patients. Um, and of course, Jimmy said, "Hey, why don't we split it? You come up with three, I come up with three, and so that's what we're going to talk about today." I also so, think that ten thousand is like like. Close enough to feel achievable, but large enough to say, if I got there, it would make a significant change. Absolutely. Like, I mean, that was difference. my goal. My goal was 100000 a year. It was easier for me to round it to 10000 a month, 120000 a year. And I, I think, Jimmy, you've been seeing like this year, I started posting my income reports from just digital content. So I, I'm sharing stuff that's been successful for me. I love to hear your ideas when we get to it. Yeah. Um, we've got some great people on Victoria, Rafi, Darwin. Darwin is living like a dream life for a lot of people. Really? Uh, I've been seeing the photos he's putting on social media. So that's it's pretty incredible. But how do you want to get started, Jimmy? Um, well, let's do this in like, you know, NFL draft order since the NFL draft is coming up. Like you go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go. Okay, so so let me start. I'm just going to get off to the right um, tone here. I've tested a lot of things. I've played with affiliate marketing. I've, I've, you know, for me, my personal life, right? Most of you guys know, but for those who don't, like I own commercial real estate. I make income from commercial real estate. I have the physical therapy business. Right now we have two physical brick and mortar locations and we treat patients at both locations. There's lots of things that I've done over my life. You know, I've had graphic design businesses. I've had a plant store, nursery what? business and landscaping, like all sorts of crazy stuff. I used to sell fireworks when I was a kid. Um, in all of that time, 48 years of my life, I've honestly never seen an opportunity like the first one I'm going to talk about, which is the Amazon Influencer Program. Yeah. So most of you probably know about Amazon Associates, where you recommend a product and you get a commission if somebody clicks and buys that product. But the Amazon Influencer Program, it was launched. I, I became an influencer. I got approved back in somewhere around 2001, um, but I didn't do anything with it. I didn't understand what it was. You know, I did Amazon. I did merch by Amazon, creating and designing T-shirts. I did the 
affiliate program. I did all this other stuff. The influencer program is where I would record what Amazon is calling a shoppable video. So I, I'm in my clinic. I've got a cervical traction device. That was the first video that I uploaded. I recorded myself using the cervical traction device. It was about a two and a half, three minute video. I showed it. I explained what it is. I said, I've been using this over a decade in my clinic. These are the things that it does. These are the features. These are the benefits that go along with it. And I uploaded it to my Amazon influencer account. And then what happens is on Amazon, when somebody's looking to buy something, they're on the website, they go to the product they want, they scroll down, they see the videos of other people using those products. And if they watch 30 seconds or more of that video that I created, I receive the commission, which is usually about two, two and a half percent. So they're not huge commissions. But with the volume of people that are going to Amazon, it's a, it's a, you know, they're a warm audience. They're ready to buy. Um, I'm averaging about 2000 to 2,500 a month. Wow. I got the official approval December 1st of 2022. Right now it's April 24th of 2023. I uploaded because everybody wants to know these logistics. I uploaded about 160 videos in the first two months. So the first 60 days, about 160 videos. They're, they're one to three minute videos. They're almost all on my iPhone. I record it and upload it. I don't edit. I don't do anything special. I don't even do thumbnails on most of the videos. Um, it's nothing like YouTube. It's very, 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 very basic and simple. And, you know, within a month, I was doing over like a thousand in the first month. And then I hit that 2000 to 2500. I was super pumped. I thought I'm going to get to 10,000 a month lightning fast, but I stopped doing videos. Why? <laughs> I got to 150, 160 videos. Right now, I've only done like one or two videos a week over the last six weeks. Um, but I haven't lost anything, you know? So right now that's where I am. And if even if I didn't upload another video, I'm on target to hit 25 to 30,000 extra dollars in the calendar year. Um, just with the little bit of work that I did. So my top pick right now for somebody who says, I want extra income. I want it to be easy. I'm willing to put in the work up front, but then I want it to be a passive income stream. Amazon influencer is just the best opportunity to monetize yeah. video that I've ever seen. I feel a little foolish that I'm not recording an Amazon influencer video right now, actually. But after seeing you do this, and this is why I sort of like what you do and I gravitate toward what you do is you 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 take the curtain back, right? You're like, here's how it works. Like, you know, I love these posts on Twitter. I scaled my agency to $60 million a year. And I'm like, that's cool, bro. But you're not going to show me how to do that. Or you're going to sell me something that's not going to actually help me get there. And Tony's like, hey, uh, I'm going to show you exactly when I succeed, dot, 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 or when something fails. So here's why I love this idea. Well, let me tell you why I hate this idea. I hate affiliate stuff, but not this. And here's why. Most affiliate deals are like, hey, I'll give you 10%. You bring people all the way from Kansas to the beach. And the goal is you only get paid when they get to the beach. Right? right. So you go right. get them in Kansas and you got to bring them all the way to the beach. And then here's 5%. And it's like, dude, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. And the reason I like this is, this is why I would say no to affiliate marketing. And I say no all the time is this is, I need to get you in the water and you're on the sand. 
So you're you 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 made videos of of things you already own, you already have, you already use, and you. I mean, what was the average production time in terms of making a video? How long did it take you to say I'm going to make it a, a thing about this? How long? Yeah, so I've recorded myself doing it from scratch. Uh, I just did one last night. I was in a basketball gym. They had some uh, basketball hoops that were mounted on the walls. I was like, hey, I'm going to do a video for this. It's literally less than 10 minutes. And 10 minutes is generous for me to identify the product, look the product up on Amazon, grab my phone, hit record, 60 to 90 seconds of record time. And then right from there, open the Amazon app, upload it to my Amazon account. Um, in this case, I did have to snap a picture for a thumbnail, but it was one picture, no words, no text, nothing else. Uh, like I said, it was it was less than 10 minutes. The videos that I've shared of me demoing it, it's usually about two and a half to three minutes from start to scrap, from start yeah. to finish. So this is why I like this thing is you're you're asking you're trying to get Amazon is rewarding you from getting people from the sand to the beach, not from Kansas to the beach. It's too much. Sure. And the juice isn't worth the squeeze with most affiliate marketing. I have no problem with this. You're, people are already on the diving board. You're just giving them a reason to jump and you're being rewarded for that. And I'm cool with it. All right. So now, now it's my turn. Say, before I get yours, I will say okay. I'm not against affiliate marketing. I love affiliate marketing. I still make three to $500 a month with affiliate marketing, not just the influencer program. I think the reason why you might not like the, the, um, affiliate marketing is because you don't have the traffic I don't, to monetize I don't. with affiliate marketing. Correct. 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 Yeah. I mean, yes. so I've got 30, 40, 50,000 page views right. a month coming, you know, to put a link for a product that I genuinely endorse, that I genuinely use, that I genuinely believe in. Um, and, and it, as a result, generate three to 500 a month for having that out there. It pays me to produce the content that answers the questions right. for people that are never going to come into my clinic. But I'll get there because I listen to Tony and I'm going to start <laughs> doing that. And I am. All right. So I would start not only that I'm, am I cheating, but my first one is not necessarily getting completely away from patient care, but it's doing something I think more people would want to pay for. They'd get a better return on their time. They'd start doing the thing that they actually want to be doing, which is not to be with the PT, but out doing the thing that they want to be doing. And I think it's new because it's 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 easier to do. It's allowed to be you know reimbursed in the last couple of years, and it's getting simpler because of technology to be able to track and convert. And that's remote therapeutic monitoring. So RTM codes. We did an episode on this not long ago. I was enthralled. I was like, can it be that simple, right? So remote therapeutic monitoring. I'm not going to give you the entire scoop, right? Because I want to go. To, I want you to go watch my uh, listen to my episode. But I didn't want to get too much into the weeds. But essentially, can you get paid for what you know about what you can tell someone to do to get back to what they're doing? Right? Let's say they're with you an hour or two hours a week, but there's 168 hours in the week, and we know that repetition. That's just not enough time for change for most people. It's not enough time for change. These codes are billable for you having them follow an HEP. If you can prove, if you can track with your HEP, I'm making a gesture to a cell phone, but not holding a cell phone. If you can, if, if you can computerize and prove that someone interacted with an HEP 16 times a month, pretty much 51% or just over 50% of the month, that is something you can bill. 
if you have a conversation synchronously, asynchronously, you can bill for these things. So these codes are out there. They exist. They're not like, I wish, I hope, I think it should. It exists. And if you pair this with some software that already exists, there's a couple companies that do it. I have a sponsor that pays me to talk about them, but they've kind of solved it. And I like how they solved it. They were an HEP app first. And then they said, oh, if we pair, they were just trying to say, hey, you're a PT. We have an HEP app. Use it. Pay us to use it. And that they had some good traction there. But then they were like, if we paired with the PTs and we took our app, because we're good at apps and you're good at PT stuff. If we made it easy to track the minutes and the exposures and the, and the, and the, and the, and the clicks, this could be billable. So this RTM app from Physiotech, they're the guys that I, that I work with, it pairs right with EMRs. So these things are, it, it becomes a workflow, right? These API Co- yeah, keys. And it's like these t- things are now working together. So they've done the math. They're like, listen, you know, our whole ad campaign or their whole ad campaign is would $290 per patient per quarter be good, be beneficial for your business? Of course, it's rhetorical. Who the hell would say no to that? So that's 97 bucks a month per patient. So your your challenge, Tony, was like 10K a month. If you wanted to get to 10K a month extra, you'd need 103 people right? To be monitoring. Now that sounds like a lot, but if you're providing a great service, look at how many fitness coaches are out there doing this, right? But I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Great. As long as you're providing a service that helps me run, lift, just be how I want. And it's billable, right? Now there are some rules like with RTM, right? But when you look into them, if if you could scale that 103 people, difficult on the first day, but when you got good at communicating the value, could you find 103 people that would lead to an extra 10K a month? That's 120 grand a year. That's a job. That's a salary. That's a lot. That's more than a lot of people I know making. So 103 people, $97 a month would lead to 10K for remote therapeutic monitoring. That's my number one. You know what I wonder with that? So I I know multiple people that are doing two to 3,000 a month right now with remote therapeutic monitoring. I don't do it, but I know people who are doing it and they're, they're ecstatic about it. Um, I don't know enough about the regulations and the guidelines. I I haven't sat through the content, but I have to think, I, I have to think that there's an opportunity there where you know, if, if I was a therapist sitting here, I, I know there's a lot of therapists out there that aren't necessarily working where they want to work, doing what they want to do, but they have the knowledge base, they have the skill set. Um, I just wonder if I could, as me, the practice owner, delegate out to a contracted therapist to say, hey, I want you to handle the RTM for my practice. So it, Go ahead. That's what our guest does. He's essentially the quarterback of their RTM. Like it's okay. insane. So yes. Yeah. So so even if you didn't want to be involved in the patient care, but you can you can come in, leverage your knowledge of patient care. You can step in and say, manage RTM for 10, 20, 30 other practices, and then split the revenue, obviously, or, or charge a contract fee or however you do it. Um, you become the RTM expert and then bring it into those practices like mine that I just don't want to learn something new. I don't want to mess with new technology. I'm still on a paper documentation system. Correct. You know, so 
Like that's where it cost me nothing. And Correct. you're bringing value into my practice. It's a no brainer. On minute one, you're winning. Right. right. I mean, if you were enterprising and you wanted to make this your business, right. So now you're the, you're the PT, right. You want to talk about the four levels of value, right? The first level of value is implementation. Implementation. I just told you, if you wanted to implement this and get 10 grand a month, you would need 103 people as your remote to, to, to monitor. Now, if you go one level up and you're coordinating and now you have PTs under you that are like, I just want to do PT things. And you're like, cool. I want to help you do those PT things. I will do the RTM things. You do the PT things. And when we come together, we're like Voltron, this mega stronger thing, right? Now we're more powerful. You do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. I do the thing I'm good at. You do the thing you're good at. And we're better because of it. Period. End of story. For the record, before I go back to my number two with Darwin on here, you know, there were OGs back in the day. Darwin had an amazing platform. I don't know if it's still up or not. Um, Rob Vining had done some amazing things like this is all well before telehealth was on anybody's radar. Um, these guys were really the innovators back in the day. So I just want to recognize them and thank you for being here. So my number two and what you're going to notice is uh, all three of mine require one element. They all require attention. And if any of you guys watch any of Gary V stuff, you know that. You know, Commodity. he's all about attention and and we're in an attention economy. Um, so we're all kind of fighting for that attention. But I hate the business, but I do think if someone's sitting there and they're like, I need more money, I need money to support my habit, my habit being treating patients, um, my passion being treating patients. I think a social media marketing company, you know, I think that that is still a, a massive need. Whether we're talking about social media marketing for local businesses, and I'm talking about an agency, yeah. um, you know, you think about all the coffee shops and the little mom and pop shops that are yeah. dying on Main Street. They need somebody. They're too busy in the business to work on the business. They need somebody who can come in here with phones and technology around audio, video, photo, like anybody could go in there, snap a couple amazing photos, get it on Instagram, start Pinterest, start those accounts. And I think that that's something that you could sign up a $500 to $1,000 account in a heartbeat because these businesses that have been persisting, have been surviving, they, they've been around for 10, 15, 20 years. Um, they don't have the time or the interest in doing it. My physical therapy clinic, I don't do Facebook marketing. I don't do Instagram. I don't do any social media for my physical therapy business. But again, if somebody came to me and they said, hey, you know, I love what you're doing. I love what you guys have. I want to come in. I want to snap a couple of pictures. I want to improve your business profile. I want to improve these other things. Uh, I'll do the first, you know, 15 days for free. And if you like what I have, it's a $500 a month retainer and this yeah. is what you get. Or a $1,500 a month retainer or whatever it is okay. that you want to do. But local businesses, professional services, obviously stuff like directories, I have several directories. It, it literally turns on a money switch as soon as you launch a directory, especially if you can serve a business or a profession that has money, you know, attorneys and, and um, accountants and, and dentists, they have money to spend. It's, it's nothing for them to spend one to 5,000 a month in outreach. It seems outrageous to, to small therapy providers, but that's pretty typical. Yeah. So I, I think anybody 
could start a social media marketing agency tomorrow and probably within a week or two start generating $5,000 accounts. That, that's monthly recurring revenue at that price point. If you like it, if this interests you, I do not think this is even remotely a stretch. Uh, I'm nodding because I do this. I have a very small team. Nobody works for me. Everybody's an independent contractor. And I stick within, I don't do local, but I do within the profession of physical therapy, right? I have a Venn diagram of two circles and they they cross in the middle, communications and physical therapy in the middle. I understand most of the unique problems of the organizations within PT because I got a degree in it and I talk the language. That's it. Just need to know enough. And then, oh, by the way, I have this background in communications that helps me, but you do not need to have a degree. You do not need to have run radio stations for 15 years. Keep in mind, most of the tricks that I had in radio, well, man, these things didn't exist. The internet wasn't really a thing back then. It was, but it wasn't. But the principles are the same. And you can learn those principles. You pick up a great book. If you, if Really, the deciding factor for me, do you like this sort of thing? And if you do, then you're going to figure it out. Like, do you like editing video? No. Do you, do you like it? Yes. Are you bad at it? Yes. Are you willing to be bad at it and be a little bit bad? Suck a little less, suck a little less to your good. Yes, then it is. This is what I do. I mean, I, I can't tell you who it is now, but I just signed up another major client within physical therapy. I work with APTA Orthopedics. I do stuff with the Academy of Leadership and Innovation, do stuff with geriatrics. I do stuff with other big brands. But that's why I was nodding when you said, there. we're in the age now where you don't have to explain to people that this is a problem. Right. 10 years ago, you might be like, listen, you need to be online. That's where it's at. And people would be like, listen, chicken little. It's not really where it's at. Now you don't need to explain that. They understand. They see their competitors on their phones. and like, how the hell did they get there? I'm confused. I don't want to do this. Can you do this? Yes, then please do. Right? I like to do the con the conversion before I give you my number two. My conversion is, if I'm going to charge you $1,000 a month, how many times, how many new people buying or, or participating in your service do you need to come in and sign up to make me pay for myself and then some? Right. And they're like, well, I guess, you know, five. And I'm like, you don't think I can, you don't think I can do five a month? If you don't think I can do five a month, we shouldn't have this conversation. And they're All like, right. well, no, I think if you do this and you do it well, I'm like, great. Well, then you will, you should pay for my expertise. So I think this one is almost a no brainer. I like it. All right. I'll give you my number two. You ready for my number two? I'm ready. More attention things, right? So my, mine would be similar to yours, which is online courses, right? So you're teaching people teaching people something. I'm working with someone and I'm not going to say who she is or what she does right now. And the first six conversations we had were all about getting her to actually agree with herself that she's good at what she does in a narrow, narrow thing within the profession of physical therapy that I bet I said, would could you create the course now with what you've known over the last 10 years that you wish you had 10 years ago when you were a student? She goes, oh my God, I would create such a great course. And I said, then why aren't you? Well, there's people smarter than me. Where are they? Do they have their course? No. I, I did right. take a three-day course in Baltimore a few years ago. And I'm like, how did it go? Horrible. It was so boring. It was dry. She read slide. Great. Go to that course in your mind and redo every lesson now. that Because you're now you know the content because you lived it. And now you know what the roadblocks of what was dense and dry as toast. Make it not that. Literally, anytime she did something, do the opposite. And can you teach? So we did the math, right? Online courses on average, on, on average, are $70, but a lot of a lot of, of of online courses are more than that, right? Right. I mean, 
I mean, an hour long. Who, I mean, who's charging 70 bucks an hour to do pretty much anything? The lawn guys. Because do you want to be doing lawn? Super easy to cut along. How hard it get to be? Go do it once. Right. And then say you just gave yourself 70 bucks. No way. I mean, plus, you got to go those right tools, right? So insight and the ability to communicate. Knowledge and the ability to communicate are two tools that if you have, the idea is not new. new. It's not trade time for money, too. It can be a little bit. You could do a hybrid, right? Record an right. online course. It's X, it's 300 bucks, but I need a little more. Why? Because I have a specific problem that your course, I might want to, I want to get with you, book a call. There's so many apps right now where you could take a transaction, right? Venmo, PayPal, Calendly. Now we'll be able to do a payment before that person can book the call. So you can offer these add-ons. Would you like fries with that? Is probably one of the, the greatest sayings that ever led to return on investment, right? McDonald's, would you like, would yeah. you like to super, would you like to supersize that? Was their next one? Right. Uh, there's an option to supersize. So to me, online courses, create the course once. There was a story recently, I'll find it. A woman, uh, she, she runs a TikTok account and now that's her full-time job. She did TikTok about uh, Microsoft Excel. Did you see this one? She teaches yeah. Microsoft Excel yeah. lessons, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. super brief. She said she figured out to do an entire course, it would take her 40 hours. Except the problem was keeping her current job and working five hours, one hour a night, five hours a week, she'd never get it done. So she said, I burned five vacation days and worked five days straight and got it done. No pressure, no diamonds. And that thing squirted out the other side. She left her job and that's what she does. She's I have fun all the time now. So to me, the online course, if you're going to go on in it, burn a few vacation days because now you're paying for it. Those are vacation days. Those are those are sacred and precious. But I think online courses is a quick way to add an extra 10K. Now, did you discuss what kind of like income you were thinking? For who? Her? You were talking to? No, we haven't gotten there yet because I'm still literally mo I, most of my my social media stuff and my 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 consulting. I thought yeah. it would be 10% psychology, 90% communications other way around. So right, right now she's saying, I think I can, I think I'm the person that a lot of people need, right. but I'm saying, I'm like, put a course out there for 10 bucks, do it, yep. do it for a half hour for 10 bucks. And when a hundred people buy it, make it 10 minutes longer and double the price. Right. And she was like, can you do that? I was like, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, so my number three is online courses. There we go. I knew we'd have one that was the same. And content curation, curation. So one of the things, you know, look at looking at the barriers against somebody putting out an online course, it's, well, I don't know what to do, or I don't have the expertise. Everybody's going to say the same thing. Who's done it? We're all going to say, even if you're just one step ahead of the person who's taking your course, the benefit, yes. the advantage is you understand where that person is. Right. You know, in 2019, I said, I'm going to produce a Medicare billing course. I had no idea. I had never done anything like that before. I'd always wanted to do it, never did it. I said, I'm going to do it. I was, you know, already in practice for 18 years. Like I had forgotten so many of the things that a new clinician is struggling with. I mean, they, they were so far behind me that if somebody who had just started billing Medicare successfully created their course, it would have been the perfect course for the person who has never billed Medicare. Right. You know, and so you have all of these phases. You just have to be one step in front of the person who's learning from you, as long as 
you're not trying to position yourself as an expert with 30 years of experience. You're positioning yourself as, hey, I'm learning too. We're going to learn together. I know a little bit more than you, but I can can help you through those frustrations. That that was for me about- Go ahead. That was from the direction of my podcast. I didn't. Right. I was a student when I started the damn thing, so I knew zero, and I bragged about not knowing nothing. But I said, "I'm I'm bold enough to ask the questions. Come along." Right. And so, talking about money, since you didn't get a chance to share it, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that first year, I think I did like thirty thousand dollars from a three hundred dollar course that I did six one hour modules, recorded them, provided them live, and I think I did like five cohorts that year. Um, the next year I raised the price to, uh, 500, which is where it's been. And, you know, consistently since 2020, first year, 2019, since 2020, that course is generating roughly 80 to 90,000 a year, basically with me working nine hours, nine, one hour modules taught live every month. It's all profit. There's no expense. I don't do any paid ads. All my advertising is social media. You paid Um, for it already by earning the information and the ability to communicate it. Absolutely. And so when I look at that, a couple questions that people come up with is, well, Tony, you have an audience. Jimmy, you have an audience. I don't have an audience. Okay, so you go where the audience is. And I've shared lots of content about Udemy. So I put a, you know, how to do Picos enrollment for therapists on Udemy. I think it's generated a couple thousand dollars from the first I published it to now. I've never had to do anything to it. Udemy does the marketing. Udemy has an audience. Udemy pushes and promotes it. Um, and, and so that put a little extra money in my pocket. That put gas in the tank for me to, to move on to bigger things. Yeah. But either you have the audience and you maybe you don't have the content. So you curate the content. You go out and you find the best content. You bring it in. You package it in a way that your audience will be able to benefit from it, or you don't have an audience, you create the content and you go to where yeah. the audience is. But, you know, my first recommendation today was Amazon influencer, a couple thousand a month. I mean, right out of the gate. My second was social media marketing. I think you can hit a $5,000 a month run rate really easily doing the things yep. that you enjoy doing anyway. And then my third is the digital uh, courses and content, digital products. I think you can hit 10,000 a month. I think you either go where the audience is or you build the audience and then you supply them what they need. Um, But that is absolutely, and and, I mean, we're small potatoes. Like I see guys and girls that are doing $100,000 releases, uh, you know, once a year, they're they're doing a million dollar release once a year, you know, And, and so- we're not swimming in that in that pond yet, um, but I can tell you that any any individual who sees this, Victoria's here, um, any of you, you have such unique specialized knowledge in your head that if we can just extract it and put it into a format, it doesn't even have to be video. It could be audio only. It could be text. My wife purchased a $250. My wife's an amazing basketball coach. She bought a $250 PDF of basketball drills because she was looking for just one or two new ideas. Do you know and, who, and it was Re- you know who Roberto Blake? You know who Roberto Blake is? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
brilliant, right? So he went right. online and he has an audience and then created content. He created, I think it was 30 bucks and he created the 100 best chat GPT prompts and he was selling the PDF for 30 bucks. And if you are a return on investment kind of person and you're saying, if this gives me better stuff in less time, it's worth 30 bucks. Why did I, why, why were people purchasing it from Roberto Blake? had a relationship when we right. when i show up to read his stuff or watch his videos about content creation uh he is roi positive now i've bought his book i bought a few things from him but even if i didn't i still spent time and paid attention spent and paid and when he says here's this thing do you want it that that sketchy factor is it going to be good it's gone because i'm like i know right. this guy I feel like i know this guy it's called an asymmetrical relationship i don't know that guy but but i kind of know that guy right I wanted to mention something because you said swim uh, when we're talking about like, well, um, I don't have the 30 years experience. I've only got 15. Right. And do you need to be the best? Jimmy's not the best. I'm not the best looking. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the ist. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest. I show up regularly, but I want to give it to you in terms of, of context of triathlon. I'm a triathlete, Tony. I like mediocrity. Triathlon lets me do three things. Mediocre in one day. It's efficient mediocrity. And the reason I'm actually a decent triathlete is because I can swim. Now, I don't outswim college swimmers. I don't outswim swimmers, but I can swim faster than cyclists and runners for the most part. You put me on a bike, I'm not beating a single real cyclist, but I bike faster than swimmers and runners. And when I get on my feet, I'm actually a pretty decent runner. I'll outrun most people, but I sure as heck can outrun cyclists and swimmers. And when you average that together, right? So I tell people, you don't have to be the ist at anything. You got to right. show up. That's number one, toe the starting line. I need that. And number two, if you know enough, like I know how to swim, I know how to bike, and I know how to run, are you better than the perf person who's an expert at any of those three things at communicating those th three things? Give me the world's best swim instructor who doesn't know how to communicate. It's worthless. It's locked in his head and it doesn't help. So right. there's that two things you can do with content is you can educate and you can entertain. And if you do them together at the same time, that's the ma that's the magic intersection for me. Nice. Jimmy, I've got five minutes. What's All your right, last five one? minutes? I'll give you my third. It really is. It goes back to what I just talked about um, in terms of this goes to a middleman, right? I get it. You want to go work for a clinic, a company, whatever. And you, you give up some security. You give up mobility for stability, right? You give up mobility to have some stability. I know I'm getting a check every two weeks. I know I have insurance. I know I have a 401k. I know I have PTO, but you lose some of that, right? So if if you if the company makes a hundred bucks, they're going to give you 40 because they got to pay for some stuff, right? So I say, go back to McDonald's and would you like fries with that? Or would you like to supersize that? A lot of people will go to a sniff and they'll say, I work one weekend a month to pay for my student loans. And that's been forever, right? But you're giving away some mobility for some stability. And I say, why can't you offer concierge PT? I know the, the, the prompt was maybe outside of patient care, but this is, this is icing. This is yes and. This is supersize it. I mean, could you offer, I come to you and how many people do you have to come to them? They're in their home at their office to actually make the same money you would if you went to the sniff. Now again, you're going to start with zero. You're going to have you're going to have a do a lot of work and not make any money in the beginning because you're going to just find these people. But it's going to be an inverse, right? Cuz you do a lot of work in the beginning and then that gets easier to do. 
and you start with making nothing, but that's going to go up and to the right eventually. You sell, I wouldn't sell individual treatments. I'd sell packages. I'd say, listen, I'll come to you once a week, whenever you want. We'll hang out for an hour. Don't focus on how long. Focus on the solution. So listen, you pay me a flat fee per month. And whenever you need help, you call me. Right. There was that show on USA uh, about the, the 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 concierge doctor. It was like a comedy. Right. It was out of Long Island. It was in the Hamptons. You just want to be the person's solution. Might be a phone call. Do, could this uh, could this meeting have been an email? We've all been there. Maybe this visit didn't need to be a visit. Maybe it was a phone call or a FaceTime. So I say the only way you'll find those people is if you actually tell those people you are available to be found. So to me, come to me, PT is the kind of thing I would do if you knocked everything I do down to $0 and I have a PT license and don't mind shaking a few hands, I'd go I'd go me to you direct and take out the middleman. Is that URL available? That's me, a good wait, one. Did I just make that up? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good um, one. Tony's already, he's already got it. He's already got, he's purchased the rights. Is it I'm just looking. You? I'm, I'm on say, GoDaddy you? right now. It is available. Come what is it? What did I say? Me to you? PT.com is an available URL. Listen, you're welcome. <laughs> I want to interview the person who takes that URL, does something with it. And five years from now, when they're sitting on a beach, knocking it dead. I mean, that's sort of like what Movement X is doing, right? You guys know Movement X? Yeah. So they're essentially saying, instead of just doing it in one city, they're like, we're this network. We're going to be this brand. It's Fox Rehab. I used to work for Fox Rehab. They were for your grandmother with OTPT and SLP. But again, if you're the clinician working for them, you're going to get a cut. If you do it yourself, you give up stability for mobility. But if you're a hustler, you get to you get to take home what you what you you know. I don't want to say, it, but like you eat what you kill, right? Or you eat right. what you what you what you grow. I like to be the limiting factor in my own business personally. I just like right. that. I don't mind working for others, but then there's right. agreement, right? So I mean, I've done this, Tony. This is my my bonus tip, right? But Jimmy, but Tony, I can't jump out and do anything you said here on this list because I have a mortgage and kids and all those things. Great. Right. Here's a great way to negotiate. The next time you think you deserve more in your day job, we'll call it your regular job. That's great. Don't negotiate with money. Here's how I negotiated one contract, right? I wanted X. The company I was going to start working for was one on one offer Y. The difference was 20%. We were not going to find a middle ground, right? Some people would say, then just take middle ground. I said that I want 20% of my week back. So I do not work. I did not work Fridays. I was able to then take that day and flip it. Yeah. Maybe you want a 20% raise at your clinic and you're not going to get it. It's never going to happen. Great. I'll negotiate for time. And somewhere in there, use that time for one of the six things that we talked about today or five things because we doubled up, which is good. Use that time to flip into one of those things. And then you can sort of, then you can change from stability to mobility. That's just, I, I make suggestions, you make decisions. I love it. Let me, let me give a bonus tip since you gave one. All right. Um, you know, talking about what you said, do you want fries with that? Do you want to supersize that? Uh, I really think truthfully, for those of you that are out there that are in a job full time, you're struggling to keep up with everything. You're like, these guys are awesome. I love them to death, but that's not reasonable. I've got 40 hours of work and then I go home and I've got my family and my sports and all these other yep. things that are going on with my kids. The same way a business would look at their existing clientele, the, the easiest person 
to help and serve and sell oh, yeah. more services to is the person that's already working with you. Correct. When I was an employed therapist, well, I was never an employed therapist. When I was an employee at any business, I always viewed myself as an independent business owner working for that business. I was never an employee. I flipped everything on its head. If if I was a therapist getting $40 and generating a hundred, I would look at that as I'm spending $60 to pay this employer to guarantee me $40 an hour, right? I flip everything. With that, I'd be looking at the easiest, lowest hanging fruit. And I'd say, well, what is my current employer's biggest problem? Where are the leaks in the system? Where are they losing the most revenue, right? And I would start right there. I would upsell services to my current employer that I know are going to help the bottom line. And then that would be the launching point where you could take that and spin it out into other businesses. This is the intrapreneurship. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, again, Roberto Blake and trust, you've obviously earned your employer's trust. They see what you can do, right? Make sure it's probably a good, a good example, right? Before you start trying to start upselling them, but Hey, how do I help? How do I help you solve my problem? Is a great way to get a business owner's attention. How do I help? How do I get you to help me solve our problem? Is the best way. Right. All right, guys, let's wrap it up here. So you've been watching this on PT Pintcast on YouTube. If you haven't already subscribed to Jimmy's channel, get on there, subscribe to Jimmy's channel. I'm going to share this through my channel as well, so that maybe I can bring some of my audience over to you. Um, Darwin, Victoria, Rafi, everybody else who came out tonight. Thank you so much, Darwin. Darwin, I see the uh, comment. I appreciate it. Jimmy, what's your final word? Final word is uh, focus on the audience and talk about them, right? Put yourself in their shoes. What problems do they have in, in everyday life, right? List them, vomit them, put them on the dry erase board. And then what things you like solving, right? There's your perfect two-circle Venn diagram. Where those two things cross, that's the world you should be living in. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much. Have a great night.